Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Strevens. Joining me on the show this afternoon was, I guess she's my friend, and maybe we're friends now, Allie Stone. I've known Allie for about five years now or more. I've done some video production work for her and her companies, um, both Original Joe's, a well-known restaurant in Edmonton, of which she is part of the ownership group of the entire Northern Alberta group of Original Joe's. So... If you have a problem with the food, no, I'm just kidding, uh, and you wouldn't, but, and also she does some leadership counseling uh, with uh, another fine gentleman, David Irvin, that's the Irvin Stone um, venture. So definitely interesting because in some ways very different restaurateur and um, leadership counseling, but also in some ways we'll find out essentially the same. So she also has a podcast called Discovering Hospitality, and she was an inspiration to me to start this podcast. So it was great to talk about podcasting, talk about uh, what she's pursuing, and really just have some laughs on a Friday afternoon. So without too much more ado, please enjoy this conversation with the wonderful Allie Stone. started my podcast because I got sick of hearing other people's ideas and not knowing what my own ideas were. But so it was like a more of a personal thing for me, but I get the sense that your podcast was kind of right off the jump, trying to be more of a community building, community uniting project. Yeah. I have this thing where I think like everybody has a story right. and I want to hear their story. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a connector. I like to be with people. So it's kind of an excuse for me to get to hang out with people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I that's, totally just use it for that. <laughs> that's the best part is like you book it in your calendar. Like it's an important thing. And then you look at, you're just like, I'm just having coffee with this person. And I, there's like, this is what I'm doing with my, with my time right now. It's actually so free. I know it's the best. Hey, it is. I can't believe we're letting the secret out right now. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, but anybody could start a podcast, but it's the follow through. Like I'm, I'm getting close to 30 episodes. You said you're, you know, well over that. It's like, that's actually, it's the consistency, isn't it? To, to, to keep it going is what's yeah. the challenge. Easy to start. I think you have to have a lot of personal responsibility <laughs> to follow all the way through, like to, to the end, to get it posted. Totally. Or else it doesn't go up. <laughs> no, exactly. Because there's nobody, yeah, no one's helping you. Nobody's helping you. And it was, mm -mm. so you're doing everything. Hey, like you're, you're recording, editing, you're doing the, like the episode notes, you're doing the art, like the posts, the social media posts. Mm -hmm. Are you enjoying I that? I may have leaned on you for a little bit of it. Uh, your, your, uh, your wonderful talents. I may have leaned on you a little bit for some, <laughs> our YouTube opener you've done. Oh, yeah. And yeah. True. <laughs> a lot of stuff, actually. You've helped us a lot, but I think that, uh, I have somebody editing now for me oh, okay. because I just, I'm just out of time. Right um, but it actually took so long to teach somebody to edit. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> like, cause it, I just learned it over, Doing you know it. what I mean? Like months of errors. Yes. Right. And <laughs> yep. then to teach somebody, I was like, Oh, you know, it was one of those trainings where you're like, I don't even want to train you to do this anymore because yeah. <laughs> it's taking so much of my time, but now she's got it and it's glorious. I don't have to edit. 
anymore. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that also, was really nice. You have multiple podcasts going then. You're doing one with Dave too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I do the other Everest with uh, David Irvin every week as well. So I put up two podcasts a week mm-hmm. and, but that one's all leadership. So it's all about authentic leadership and right. more on the business, business and growth side. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Are, um, are you, are you monetizing? Have you found ways to start making money off these yet? Or do you have a, is that even in your, on your radar? Yeah, it, it's come up a couple times, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, and I want your thoughts on this too, because some of my favorite podcasts I'm listening to, and then an ad comes in in the middle, and I'm like pissed off about it. I'm like, <laughs> it's like right at this like great part. Right. Here's an example, Brendan Bouchard. I I love him. Okay. I think like he's got these like r- great little like motivational podcasts. Right in the middle, he'll put this like honestly like ninety second ad, and I'm like, I, know. <laughs> I don't like this. So I don't know. I don't want to be that person. Right. I do. <laughs> I don't know? even care. You do. Okay. <laughs> I can Tell res- me about it I then. Can, I can appreciate what you're saying. I guess it's like, I'm, I would love to just have some financial independence. So if the podcast could bring mm-hmm. even a little bit, but it is important how you're going to integrate the ad into the show for sure. Like I listen to a lot of stand-up comedians podcasts like Bill Burr, Tim Dillon, like even, even Rogan before he went to Spotify was doing ads at the start of his show. At least they would attempt to make it interesting. Like try to make the ad read funny. I don't know if that's my thing. I guess I just don't care. And I will sell out as, as soon as, uh, as soon as, uh, the, the the butcher box, like the, the meat deliveries company comes knocking. (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of joking around, but I think, I think I would like to make some money off this thing someday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think, I didn't think it was super lucrative, even if you did monetize it. Mm-hmm. I just, in my, and I don't know, I don't have any facts to prove that, but I think I always assumed, made the assumption that it just mm-hmm. wasn't that lucrative. So right. I just did it. No, fair enough. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's why we should do it. Like I even started thinking about how the podcast could be like turned into like a long form advertising medium where like you sat down with someone who wanted to pitch their business to their whoever and because it's a podcast, it's like disguised as like something that people would just listen to. And then at the end, it's like, oh shit, this guy just pitched his business for an hour to me. Almost, I didn't realize. But that's another secret that we shouldn't just be blabbing about. God. No, probably not. Wow. Okay. I'm basically pitching our restaurants in <laughs> discovering <laughs> hospitality. So. But, but that's... Talking about how great we are all the time. <laughs> we take care of people. It's not even about the yes. food. No, it's not even about the food. No. But come get the food anyway. Well, the food is good. The food is good. Oh man! I was talking to That's some. That's how we met each other. You and me, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Twenty. So you knew. Oh my goodness, it was so long ago. I know. Are we going to talk about this? Sure. This is like Let's talk actually, about it. a pretty good story. So I decided I wanted to do this like project, which I'd never done before. I'm not. I'm not a camera person, and now right. now I am because of you. Mm. a lot more comfortable in front of a camera right on but I wanted to do this project where I wanted what was it what do we call it like a video right for inside basically organization right and you came and did it and you like put up with my crap for like a week and then I remember what I remember was you sat and you edited this movie with me for like hours on end and I kept saying man I don't know why this guy doesn't hate me yet Uh, (laughs) coming back with more edits anyway yeah, it's yeah. like lore in the company i don't know if i've ever said that to you is that right like we use it 
it's in our orientation. There's pieces of it. Um, yeah, it's all over the place. We share it all the time. Yeah. It's like lore in the company. Wow. So yes. there you go. <laughs> that was, it was called the heart's purpose. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's that <laughs> real cheesy Christmas oh, movie. <laughs> God. Yeah. And there's that scene at the beginning where there's like nine individual, like, you know, they, and you wanted that and I wanted to fulfill it. I had no idea how to do it. And I remember this Saturday night in the edit suite, just like cursing. Finally, I started to hate you. I was like, she wants this nine, that's nine layers of video. <laughs> But I'm glad it's still getting played. You did played. a good job. You did a good oh, job. It was you. really good. It'll go down as one of your greatest achievements I ever. think. I think <laughs> it'll be that and then like, yeah, having children or something. Like this will be yeah, this yeah. will be the top of the pile. The kids will fuck you up for sure. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so They'll take you down. Oh, boy. So we did that and that, because uh, I knew you, th it was Max McKinstry that introduced us, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's I a great guy. Love I haven't him. seen him in a long time. No, me neither. Should check Let's up give a on. Shout him. out to Max. Hey, shout Max. out to Max. You better listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. Does he follow you? Does he? Do you know he must? I nah, I don't know if he does. Wow. And then I'll it, get on him. Didn't we do something the next year at your Christmas party, and it was not quite as successful? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you um, blocked it out. It was yeah, like I a, might have actually. It was like a setup where people could come and record a video message to the. Maybe that was the year before. I, I don't know. Do you remember this? Um, I probably deleted it. If it wasn't successful, oh. <laughs> I don't keep it in my repertoire. <laughs> it was at the Christmas party at like the the, the refinery at, at the club o or something. The petroleum. What is that place called? Out on the south side. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. The OT. The oil field technology center. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. That place is the best place to take 400 crazy restaurant people because it's like in the city, but in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. They can't go anywhere. <laughs> they can't damage anything too badly. No, nope, no. Nope. You just keep them in that building and they're happy. <laughs> wow. I remember two things. I remember someone showing up and just starting to throw out hamburgers at, like at midnight, like McDonald's oh, yeah. hamburgers. And somebody deep throated my mic like on that video. Oh. I was like, wow, this is... This oh yeah, is... I do remember this now. Those people, yeah, that yeah, <laughs> oh that triggered God. it. Those people party hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. We used to we used to have to call. So we'd try to call and pre-order those hamburgers from McDonald's, and then they'd say no. And then we call like eleven o'clock and be like, "We need five hundred cheeseburgers," and they'd be like, "Why didn't you pre-order?" And we're like, "We tried." So get yeah. your ass going. Yeah. We need five hundred burgers, and we literally would just take boxes and like oh, whip burgers at yeah. drunken people, and they loved it. It was like the highlight of the party of all the things we did. Right. The burgers are what people remember. <laughs> well, I can't blame them. I mean, come on. Imagine being shit-faced and someone's throwing a hamburger at you. It's like, that really is the... Where do you go from there? I'd be pissed if there wasn't fries, though. And mm. I kept saying that to everybody. I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a drunken, open-my-cheeseburger, stuffed Ooh. french fries in there kind of girl. Right. So I would have been pretty disappointed if I was the drunk one. Luckily, I was running the party. No, so. you were... Yeah. So you weren't that drunk. Not that drunk, no. Not drunk enough to look for the fries to stuff in my cheeseburger, no. No, right on. That's that's like that's personal stuff. That's later. Yeah. So, what's been kind of the reaction among among the like the OJ's crowd with the podcast? Like, it's kind of it's kind of cool. I, I find like my friends think it's cool that we're on a show. It's like we don't get a ton of views, but like we're on a show. It's it's uh, you know what? It's cool. Um, it was like it's super 
popular internally. Right. Um, but the interesting thing is every time I bring somebody on, their family then gets connected to it or something, you know? Like we got this like ranking a month ago and we were 30 in Mexico. What? <laughs> in the category of self-help. And I was like, I don't even know like how that relates. But anyway, we were ranked 30. That's pretty and good. And I was like, yeah. And so I've been doing a lot of conversations, having a lot of conversations with um, some of our foreign workers because I think oh, like, they okay. just have such cool stories to tell. Right. And so a lot of it's gotten back to Mexico. And now, you know, we have a big Mexican following too. <laughs> So, so it's really interesting because you actually just don't really know until you post right. what's going to happen. Like you really just kind of go into a podcast with an open heart and you mm. see where it goes. You know, I have some pretty big ones coming up. Ooh. Do you know Yanni? Yanni of Yanni's? <laughs> like on the, the, the White Half Greek restaurant? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Of the, I don't know, you might not remember this because I'm a little bit older than you, but of the family restaurant on the Food Network channel. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, we're like pretty tight with him back in the day. He lives down in Palm Springs now, but okay. I reached out and I said, what do you think? And he was like, oh, yeah. So he's oh, coming on next week. Yes, that's going to be <laughs> so huge. I got the, the Greek god of restaurants coming wow. on. <laughs> so it's going to be a good interview. I'm going to have some fun with it for sure. Holy. Yeah. that. That's that's the moment I'm waiting for is that that person with a little bit of fame to come on my show, even if it's like <laughs> local TV fame. Yeah, just I'm there for it. Yeah, Yanni's got some like hardcore fame in Edmonton. So he was around during the 80s, like boom with the Oilers. And so mm. he was super tight with all those guys. There's pictures of him in his restaurants on his walls with like Gretzky and Messier holding mm. the Stanley Cup and like, wow. Yeah, he's pretty tight. So, so he's got some <laughs> so stories. Fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping he lays a few down for me. <laughs> oh, you gotta, this is, this is where you become the interviewer that you're meant to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do my best. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> do you, what is your, like, I listened to the one you did with, with Tim mm -hmm. right around the new year. I love that one. I, Cause because I knew the both of you, I think that's kind of part of it. Cause I could see, I could see you two like <laughs> together. But do you have an interview style or do you, are you trying to keep it casual? Like I, I'm trying to keep it casual. And if I hear myself asking questions, even like this, it's like, ah, it's not quite what I want. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so interesting because I didn't at the start, mm -hmm. but I'm evolving. And so what I did watch was the entire uh, Letterman next guest series okay. on Netflix. Interesting. And every interview I was like, oh, he's like getting to the heart of things. I love the way he like, tells a story and then asks a really effed up question and then like, <laughs> and then like totally throws people off or like they'll be talking about something serious and then he'll throw a funny joke in so right. am i like lettering no <laughs> but i really like his style i really enjoyed um that series that he did and i think he really came into his own and it was just really cool to watch being in a position where i was now hmm. you know talking to people every week so hmm. interesting where do you get your inspiration from I, I don't know. Like, I hate to say Joe Rogan because that's like so dumb to start a podcast and say I want to be like him. But what the, what he does is he just talks and he like he interviews like he is what he is. But I think that's it. It's just I'm really always striving for conversation. Yeah. And, and back There's and forth. something about um, like the casual aspect of Rogan, right? Like mm -hmm. he's just like, but I I actually would be willing to put money on that he has a pretty solid plan when he goes into that. 
even though it feels really casual. Interesting. Because he gets to where he wants to go, I feel like. I feel like I never leave listening to one of his podcasts not being like, that was that was valuable, <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true. I have the time. That's interesting. And that's how I actually started doing this show with zero preparation. I thought, oh, I'll just shoot from, I'll just go on the fly. And I did a few of those and it was like, well, that really didn't go anywhere that it could have gone. And then guests were asking me, well, can we do some prep? Can you send me some questions? And it was like, wow. No, but then it's like, well, yeah, you probably, you know, you get, so I do a little bit of prep now. I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, I do. I actually do too much prep. So oh. I've come across too many A types. So I started off with no prep and I was like, let's just wing it. And I'd like, I'd be like literally like logging up the zoom being like, shit, what am I going to ask this person? Yeah. What's right? this guy's name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the early people totally trust me and it was all good. But, right but then I started to get some people who were like super anxious about it, but I was like, you need to come on. Like you need to come on and tell your story. Right. So the only way they really agreed was if I laid it out for them, uh, which I don't, I don't follow uh, <laughs> once right. they're there. Sure. I'm like, here's your questions. Right. And I'll like kind of kick it off, but then they'll say something and I'm down another rabbit hole or whatever. So, and they just roll with it at that point. But right. it's like, you have to get them to turn on the Zoom <laughs> to right. actually meet you there. And then once they're there, they're okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so. that's totally it. I love that. Just give them some questions as if, yes, this is it. This is all it'll be. Yeah. And then as soon as you find the real jumping off point, then you just go for it. One thing I do, um, you would have noticed this with Tim's, but and I'm really starting to embrace is the lightning round. Oh, yeah. And so okay. I'm trying to like start to get like really messed up questions. So no matter what, even if you're like that person, you're like, right. I need questions. I have to know. I'm like, yeah, but <clears throat> there's going to be three questions in a lightning round. You don't get to know. <laughs> so you're Damn. you have to deal with a little bit of anxiety coming in here and uh, you have to just answer these questions open heartedly, wholeheartedly. You just have to like lean into this and I'm going to start asking some pretty messed up questions, oh, I think. <laughs> how messed up? How messed up are we talking? Do do the lightning round on me right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think they'll pertain to the person. Oh, right? okay. I got you. I got so you. So like lightning round for you, I might be like, okay, Pat, what's like the, like literally the most effed up thing you've ever had to record on video? Like the craziest thing you've ever seen. Oh boy. Because I know you've seen a lot actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know. I did a, we, I did, oh boy, most crazy thing. I mean, I did a really weird, like low budget indie film where I, I did get two girls to make out in the, on the hotel bed and like strip. And then after I kind of just felt bad and it's in the movie, you can see the, in the movie, but it's like, what is wrong with me? I mean, it was were in they the, like super uncomfortable. No, they were actually super into it. Which, okay, well, which like, you can't feel that bad. Well, no, I didn't feel bad. I mean, not in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you meet a lot of weird people doing video production. You meet people that are like super, I guess, self-absorbed and they want to make a show about them. And then it's like, well, what's the budget? Well, we can pay you. Well, when we get on Netflix, we'll pay you. It's like, <laughs> so it's, it's more just the messed up losers that I've, not losers, but people with, yeah. a, you know, mental problems. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of that in the world. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. There sure is. Oh, man. And then I might ask you, like, something like, what, what did you dream of being when you were a child? Like, mm. what? Like, because, like, you're a videographer now. It's a pretty cool profession, you know? Like, it's just, true. like, big media guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, what were you, what did you think you were going to be 
Was this it? I actually wanted to be a dentist at one time, but then I was oh. just too dumb. Like, just like... <laughs> like, I'm actually kind of offended by that. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> that's a really boring career. <laughs> you make good money. They do. Yeah, I guess. For sure. Yeah. I guess. And like, then you could do not boring things. True. Like, I yeah. was... I guess I was fairly blessed with like decent teeth so like going to the dentist was like always a pretty like it was like they just pumped your tires for an hour <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> i love this place and then you get you know you get a toy at the end but then uh, yeah that just then i went in like grade nine grade 10 science and was like well i'm never gonna get out of here i'm right, never gonna be a right. dentist and that was coincidentally when i started doing video production was in high school so it was like wow oh, isn't that interesting yeah a bit of a hand where'd you go to school for this well, no, like I took some high school classes and then I got a film studies degree at the U of A, which okay. is, which is like film theory and history and all that. And then all the hands-on stuff I just learned on the job, um, that's at, super cool. you know, through the Oilers and through Aquila Productions. I think that's like, that's the way to go. We right. get all caught up in this like <laughs> education. I didn't do it. So I'm a proponent of no education. <laughs> right. No, <fair. laughs> so yeah. the universities aren't hiring me right now, but no, that's okay. That's um, but yeah, I mean, like I got a lifetime of experience without mm -hmm. ever spending a cent. Right. And I, I, I wouldn't change it for anything, but everybody's right. path is different. That's true. But there's something to be said for what you're saying, like the, on the, on the job experience. Cause I actually don't know that exact path that you took. Like you just, did you just get in at the ground level with like serving and, and that sort of thing? And to the point now where you freaking own a couple of, like you're in a group that owns restaurants. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I started out as a server. Wow. <laughs> at, and I got, I had some leadership experience at another uh, restaurant group at the mm -hmm. Sawmill here in Edmonton. So okay. I worked for them for quite a while, like six and a half years. Oh, okay. And kind of worked through their system. And then kind of the opportunity for Original Joe's started to present itself. I knew it was going to be awesome, but I had to go in ground, boots on the ground, like yeah. hostess server. Yeah, work my way up through hmm. every position. I've worked every position <laughs> you've in cooked. a restaurant. You've cooked, yeah. you've oh, cleaned. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I've kitchen managed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, um, but I think you have to, right? Like to get good at it. And and uh, those were like some of the best years too, right? Because like mm -hmm. no responsibility. Oh. Just go in, serve, make your, make your tips, go party, have right. fun. Walk out with cash in your hand. Like, come on. It was a bit of a problem. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Right. Didn't save much of that money. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it probably it went never right made back it to the bank. I was going to say, yeah, it probably went right back to the restaurant in some way. Didn't oh, it? yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Mm. I remember I was telling this story. So like <clears throat> back in the early days before Sawmill, um, my very first serving job, <laughs> this is like gonna I don't know some people are gonna roll their eyes at me but it was at the old bar in Stony Plain and this place this is like literally like a Hells Angels bar now so okay. it's like a pretty messed up place it was messed up then right and it was like cash and carry only anyway so like huh. I have this first job there I don't know anything about serving I don't know anything about bartending and right. I'm just like a disaster I'm working out I'm walking out with like 350 400 a night and I don't even know how to do it <laughs> so of course I'm like instantly hooked right, right. I mean Easy you know, money. I remember I used to wake up on Sunday and be like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall and just like buy a whole new wardrobe and <laughs> go out and party. And like, wow. I just, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It's like, it's like drug dealers, but legal. <laughs> well, really, I mean, like, really, you could say you were still kind of a drug dealer. You're like a licensed drug dealer. <laughs> licensed. Yes. Licensed. Yes. AGLC approved. Right. Right. 
<laughs> government approved. It's got to be all right. Yeah. God. Yeah. Is there is there a, a a certain sort of person that gets just hooked into becoming a, a lifetime server because of that easy money? I don't think it's a, I think it's a, anybody who <clears throat> I always say <laughs> Tim says this too. Like we're like a band of misfits. We didn't quite know where we fit. Mm. And that was me. Like I got out of high school and I was like, I don't, I know I don't want to go to school because I don't want to spend the money. Right. I, a, I didn't come from money. So I knew there sure. wasn't money. So if I was going to go, I better sure as hell know. <laughs> and I was just like, right. I don't know. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. And then I just kind of fell into it. And then you just kind of, it's like, it's like a warm blanket and then you just kind of fall in love with it, huh. you know? And I think it's really cool that you can grow and evolve with it too. Like you right. go through the phase where you're partying, you're drinking and it's like <laughs> the social community right? and it still is a social community, but now it's like, you know, we connect and, and uh, we have like, we've had like run clubs, workout groups, different like things like that, different ways cooking clubs, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like as you get older, but it awesome. evolves. Right, right. And you still have a lot of fun together. It's like a really cool community of people. So Right. And is, is I love it, it for that. Right. And that's why you're still in it today, right? It's just yeah. in a different role, I guess. So yeah. what you're like you're saying it's a community of misfits and it's like people that didn't have anywhere better to go or whatever. But at what point were you like did you because you were obviously destined for more than what from than serving or kitchen managing so what was kind of like your first step into uh toward what you're doing now because you're you're fairly entrepreneurial now like you're your own boss right there's nobody mm -hmm. above ally stone so. no not really <laughs> well tim gordon might fight me on that well, but i don't believe it <laughs> i would pay to watch that fight let me tell you <laughs> yeah no i'm super entrepreneurial like i could never work for somebody right. um and mostly because I love creating. Like, I just love creating an experience for other people. I love being a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I just have, like, I always have these visions and dreams and aspirations. And where did that start? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think it's been an evolution forever. I, I knew, I knew that I wanted to be a general manager. Okay. So I knew that early. And I was like, I want to like, run a restaurant i want to know how to do that top to bottom so i spent seven years and i did that hmm. and then i was kind of like um i learned it i'm good i'm done what am i gonna do <laughs> so i moved on to the area team okay. which has been a really great experience um but it it never quite fulfilled me like running the restaurant did hmm. and now i've kind of taken over this like leading the organization leading the leadership team and this is really fulfilling and, and my, my other side career, my two, I have two careers right. basically, but yeah. my other career is basically just completely aligned, right? It's just like two parallel roads. And so I'm working with other leaders now oh. in different sectors, teaching them the things I've spent the last, you know, 17 years learning in the industry, which is just pretty fun. Pretty fun. Uh, well, as long as you're having fun, I, I think that's so cool. That's something I'm trying to work out on this podcast is like there must be something to what's the authentic who is your authentic self because you're just kind of doing what you would do it's like it does that make it's it's so loose and i've been talking about it for months and everyone just kind of goes uh-huh but it's like there you know like every the way i do one thing is how i do everything like i'm just me yeah. like i yeah. don't i'm not me the video producer i'm not me the podcaster i'm just me the guy who i guess is expressing or telling stories or crafting using technology whatever it's more, it's like, that's who you are. 
Yeah, it, it <clears throat> I think it depends who you're talking to, Pat, because it takes like a while to evolve into that. Like mm -hmm. we're not just like instantly authentic and know who we are. I think we like spend our time growing up <clears throat> putting armors, <laughs> like armors up, like walls up. Totally. And we're like, you know, we're like in high school, we're trying to be cool and like <laughs> all, <laughs> right? All this stuff. Oh, yeah. Things happen. Your heart gets broken. Another wall, another wall. Mm. And then at some point you say, who is this person? Hmm. right you like have that like hard almost ex existential moment with yourself and you're like what the hell who am i i don't even right. know you right you look in the mirror and you're like who is this person <laughs> what the hell? and then you start to think about authenticity hmm. right and hmm. so we all kind of like have our own paths to get there but i would agree yeah i'm no okay. different at home than i am on the podcast with right. you than i am leading um, some situations I'm more comfortable in. Sure. Okay. I would say that, but, um, yeah, even like as we started today, right? Like you can hear, like I have a nervous laughter. That's just like how I, <laughs> how I handle my life. Oh, <laughs> just laughter. a, a general. A gen <laughs> Things go bad. <laughs> I'm like, let's just laugh about it. It's all good. That helps. And it's actually gotten me through pretty good, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like we all have our things, but like I recognize it about myself right away. And hmm. Oh, that's key. Yeah. Authenticity is really important. It sure is. Because, because here's what I think. Once sure. you're authentic. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I cut you off. No, Once no, you're no. authentic, um, you, you can be successful. You can do like what you were born to do. Once you know who you are, mm -hmm. then it gets really freaking groovy. <laughs> then it gets really groovy. That's that's what Dave Irvin says in his book, right? Really freaking groovy. No, is that what he said? No, I don't think so. But that that's his point. I don't think that he, he said freaking. No, never. <laughs> that's the point that he's making. In, in I I haven't read those books, but from what I gathered from the other Everest course that we did, it was like that's kind of it. You have to you have to know yourself as deeply as possible before you can really do anything. Yeah, but I think that again, that's ever evolving. It's right. Like, Sometimes people are like, oh, I got to know like everything about myself and I have to go on this like soul search right. before I can right. start my life. And it's like, right. no, no, no. That's like part of the entire process. You're going to be searching your soul until mm. you're 80. Right. <laughs> and maybe even later. Wow. <laughs> so, Hopefully. Yeah. So sit in for the ride, you know? Sit in for the ride. <laughs> if you're enjoying this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And now, back to the conversation. You you call them walls, like you, you some you know you get a traumatic experience or whatever. You put up a wall. I guess it's also like you could call them like masks or whatever, or like different different ways of presenting yourself to the world. And it's like that is, you know, like to to say. And then I've been thinking like the self, like who I am, is like that's kind of an illusion too, because you are a composite of a bunch of different ideas but i guess it's something like having to unify that or at least be confident in what you're pushing forward i don't know i don't know it's complicated well, i think as we it's so complicated but the and so this is just my opinion but mm -hmm. i think like as we grow up um like your parents tried to instill their beliefs in you to right. make you the person you are because that's the best they knew how but then there comes a point when you're growing up too where you're like uh, I have my own thoughts, <laughs> right? And then right. you start to have these conflicts 
of, of what you believe. And I think that um, sometimes some of those masks are like outdated, like beliefs that like we held onto for no reason because we felt guilty because our mom like totally believed this, but we don't, (laughs) but we hold on to it anyway. (laughs) Right. And so then you like, that's a mask you put one on. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, so it's interesting. There's, there's like societal, there's like the internal, there's like so many different ways it comes at you. But um, I think it's just awareness. I think it's just like starting to learn, mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. how it works, where they come from. And I will say, once you see, you can't unsee. I think that's religious. So maybe I should change that because I'm not a religious oh. girl. I think it's like from the Bible or something. Once but it's you like, see, you can't unsee. Well, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But I, I always say that to people mm-hmm. and like when I'm coaching and stuff, I'm like, now that you've seen this like block or this thing that you weren't seeing in your life, your perception has changed. Mm-hmm. You can't unsee. You now have two choices. You can either say, A, okay, this is fine. I'm just going to deal with it. Right. Or B, I'm going to have to change it. There's really no in between tween after you figure it out. That's a good point. Yeah, you, you can't, even if it is a biblical thing, like I find like, you know, the Bible gets a bad rap for some reason. It's like a lot of that shit is pretty true and pretty useful. It's true. You know, <laughs> and if maybe more people actually live by that, even if you remove the faith component from it, it's like just, yeah. okay, fine, don't believe the myth, but listen to what these words are saying. They, they figured a lot of stuff out thousands of years ago. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it, like it's the dogma, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, yes. You start to get the stigma around it and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and so I, I I'm honestly like kind of ignorant when it comes to like Christianity. Like I'm not, I wasn't raised in any religion. So Mm -hmm. like, so for me to be like, I don't even know if I'm quoting it. (laughs) I I've done a lot of reading on Buddhism because I, I like I'm a meditation teacher now and I do a lot of like stress reduction programs. So I've done like a lot around that, Mm -hmm. but that's as far as I've kind of explored. Okay. uh, Religiously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've also, I mean, I'm like, I'm liking the idea that I can come to a lot of those truths myself. It just would take a lot longer than if I just read them. But something about there's something about like what you were saying, like you you get sh- sort of saddled with all these beliefs when you're young, and then you reject them all when you're a little older. But then as I get older, maybe you feel this way too. It's like I'm coming back to a lot of those truths my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, we have to like believe it on our own. <laughs> Like, so you, people can't like just like whip you right. <laughs> until you believe something mm-hmm. as as much as like that may have happened in history sometimes i i would have to argue that maybe those people didn't truly believe they were just whipped into submission sure. right like that's a totally different thing but so i use the word spirituality okay instead of like religion right because i feel like religion has this like stigma around it and i just think about spirituality and it i totally agree with you it's like finding out these answers on my own it takes me way longer <laughs> yeah way longer yeah. but i kind of like it oh i'm okay with it Be- yeah because then it's it's yours in a way it's like i was getting into a thing with this podcast where i was like having people on and then i would just say a bunch of shit that i had heard and i was like i don't even really believe any like, not that i don't believe it, but i don't even really they're not my ideas that's like that's right. crazy all these ideas that are just there and i talk about them as if they were mine but they're not mine Right. So I, well, okay. So let's talk about creativity then. Okay. You're a creative guy. Mm. What do you believe about creative ideas? I'd like to know what your opinion is on them. Mm. As far as where they come from. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I, cause I'm, I've even I, asked that question before. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I remember, oh God, there's, 
I remember being in, in like a, some university class film studies and they talked about this idea of the virtual where there's like every potential idea exists where it exists. We can't really say, but it, it exists. And then in your creative person, so you're able to pull from that potential. I think that's kind of a little bit crazy. I, <laughs> it's something like, it's something just like it's my interpretation of something. That's all it really is. Mm-hmm. So it's just my whacked out approach to any idea. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not as creative as people think. I don't think. <laughs> There's a different... I love creativity. Like I love exploring it because mm-hmm. I think it's infinite. I don't think it ever like ends. It's one no. of those things that like basically starts and ends with the universe. And I know you right. said like this idea that they're out in the ether is a little whacked out, but just think about start of time to end of time. Think right. about it in that way. Where does it ever end and start? It doesn't. I don't, know. I don't think, I don't know that it does. I, I think. So I want to ask you this. Does anybody ever truly own a creative idea? No, definitely not. I hate copyrights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I don't want to, I don't want to steal people's stuff. Sure. But like, do you really own that? Like well, somebody could recreate that down there. Like I, I get it if you're like straight up copy it, but right. why can't that idea evolve into something bigger, better, different, whatever, right? Right. It's almost like by claiming ownership of a, of an idea, you're, you're, resi- you're, re- you're, you're kind of capping off that idea as this. It's like, well, it's like when uh, Tom Petty's record label sued Sam Smith because uh, won't back down sounded like stay with me or whatever it was. Yeah. What's like, what's like yeah. okay, fine. I Tom Petty's the only guy that can put those three chords together in that rhythm. And And it's so simple. Like right, come on. Right. Like But not like this big complex thing that you put together Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a great hit. Got it. It's awesome. We right. loved it. We're happy you did it. We're also happy Sam Smith did it. <laughs> right. Right. And we love Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can get drunk yeah. around the campfire with a guitar and do a medley of both. Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't actually done that, but you could do it. You should. I should. I'd like to hear you sing both back and forth. Okay. Mix the song up. Oh God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, but I don't know. So the podcast is obviously a creative pursuit. What you're doing with Dave, like is everything you do creative? Like is even managing a business? Could that be seen as creative? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like being tied down. I'm not like a don't tie me down with like, numbers and and spreadsheets and I'm just like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm at a point in my life where I'm like no 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 I just have to like pay somebody to do that stuff for me Mm because I it totally drains all the energy out of me so like for example today I spent the morning trying to come up with a project (laughs) for a proposal to help curb like hunger in our city Mm. (laughs) that was what I got paid to do today that's sick I know. Are you, right? gonna throw, are you just going to throw hamburgers at homeless people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that's not what comes out in the proposal. Sure I'm hoping it's it a does. little more well thought out than that. Oh, okay. But so my real problem is like, how do I sit down and write the proposal? Because that actually doesn't give me energy either. So to like come up with these ideas and then figure out how to get it out. But, right, but anyway, like, there's some grants out there. And so I want to get oh, some good. money. Yeah. Get some people, you know. Okay, so that's it. I should first say I didn't mean to be insensitive there. Homelessness and, and hunger are not to be joked no. about. Yeah. But yeah. um It's a very real thing well, even it is. in our city. It is. Yeah. 
And it's actually, it seems like it's bad in this city these days. Like, I was on White Ave last night, and I've been around there more recently lately, and it's it's different. Some of the crowd that's hanging out down there. Yep. Yep. And Jasper Ave, I keep saying it looks like end of times, all like these places boarded up and right. people without jobs and it's pretty scary. Right. Yeah. So, but coming up with a solution to that would be a, a pretty creative pursuit, wouldn't it? You're, you're just saying yeah. like the formal proposal and, and all that is not yeah. so. Like writing a report and right. stuff. Uh, hmm. So. <laughs> So how, so now you're getting into philanthropy. That's like the final stage of mm-hmm. the hero's journey. You know, like now you think you're so great. You're going to start. Ha- <laughs> oh my God. Well, I don't think I'm great. Oh, okay. So here's how I see it. <clears throat> I, uh, how do I, how can I articulate this for you? I see it as, so I, I said this already, but I like came from like nothing. So oh, I didn't, okay. as a kid, we were, we were quite, we didn't have a lot of money and mm-hmm. uh, you know like if, if I needed a winter jacket it was on layaway at Kmart like and I was lucky if I got it before the snow blew <laughs> and I have a fair bit in my life now and uh, I recognize that uh, I'm really lucky mm-hmm. <laughs> so right I always think with gratitude and abundance and I always say well you know like the world's given me this but I also have a responsibility to make sure that I don't forget where I came from and Mm. figure out how to at least do my part to give back so so it's kind of like one of my beliefs is that I feel like I'm always going to give back I'm always going to find ways to give back in some way and so food is just the natural outlet because I'm a restaurant girl right Right? (laughs) it's like you know we build this food truck and we just like drive around the city and feed amazing people for free and like do oh. cool things like that. And I don't know if you know about the food truck. The hard cart. Food? Yeah. The hard Come cart. on. I know all about it. So. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. I know a little bit stuff. about it, but it's, so is the heart cart part of your ending hunger uh, pursuit? Mm, I don't know. I don't no. know how to tie it in. That mm. was kind of like my thoughts today too, but right. it would be really cool if I could use it. But I think, I think this is bigger than the hard cart. It is. And it'd be kind of cheap to like have some kickoff event where it's branded and we're going to end hunger. And then you're, yeah. you're not actually, but you could maybe put a dent in it. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Yeah. Where does, and so the hard cart's not really about ending hunger, but no. it's about taking care of people who do, who want to give back like right. I do. So right. I go out and recognize people who work at yes all year and feed the kids and work in the kitchen or go to little warriors and, go there on a day when they have like a team building day and we show up and make them lunch and just like have fun with them for a couple hours. And it's like, we don't charge for any of this. It's zero funds ever exchanged through this vehicle. So, um, so that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? Like giving back, I heard this saying like the high of altruism, like being, being altruistic, giving back, like it does selfishly, it makes you feel good too. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the best part of it. Because ah. if it made you feel shitty, why would you do it? Well, yeah, so that's why enough. the universe has created it. Because like <laughs> okay. when you do tap into it, then you'll keep doing it, ah, right? Totally. So. That's, uh, that's probably true. It's a sneaky little trick. It is. It is. <laughs> I gotta start being nicer to some people. <laughs> yeah. Oh you, man. It's you, interesting though, because you can give back I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this this way, but you can almost give back too much or like in the wrong ways where it like doesn't fill you up too. Mm-hmm. So like I've had situations like that where I've like, 
I don't know, just maybe like overcommitted or done things that weren't like truly in my heart. And then I've left it and been like, well, that was kind of like a waste of time. Too, Interesting. Right. So, so the more connected you can get with going back to authenticity, who mm-hmm. you are. There you go. And that's it is like, it's, you're not doing anything that you wouldn't normally or authentically want to do. You just do that. If it, ha- if you happen to be f- charitable, which you probably should, it's not going to be a struggle. <laughs> I don't know. So, do you know about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I've, you know I've heard this? this. I've heard this. What's at the very top? I mean, obviously like the base is like secu- contribution. Wow. Yeah. That's at the top. top. Contribution. Mm-hmm. So I've been telling people on this podcast about the hero's journey, like the in, in literary terms where it's like you, you battle the demons in the underworld. You get called on the adventure, battle the demons and you master yourself essentially. And when you come back around to your community, that's when you start to, what I think, and we don't have to get radically political here, my brother not, but like with a lot of that super left wing, like social justice stuff, there's these people that want to change the world when they have not yet uh, really done any work on themselves, not across the board, but I think that's, that's an issue for sure is trying to change mm-hmm. the world when you haven't even, you know, fixed yourself. They're not going to change the world. No, no. Changing the world is that's- probably out of the question. <laughs> my dog's going to bark. It's okay. I used to have a beagle. I used to have a beagle. When I really? Was, when I was oh. Up. oh God. They're terrible. Did he eat everything? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're terrible. He he was not a nice animal. He, oh, he, he had he had love in his heart only for my dad. <laughs> oh yeah, this dog too. Is he still there? No, he's oh, he gone. Took off. Um but like literally 16 years he's been like on my hip. And when he was years. a puppy, he like ate every yeah, he's he's on his last legs right now that's why it's like all laying back there mm. hanging off the bed sure just chilling <laughs> yeah and just taking his last few breaths but he um <laughs> like literally that it's been dark. like every week we're like do we have to put him down right it's like yeah does he have like a condition right like does he have something yeah <clears throat> he's in heart failure oh. so he's like collapsed a couple times and oh geez they're like your family too oh. after 16 years like i didn't realize it would be so hard you know Right. Like that's a long, that's a long damn time. And that I honestly think that owning a dog is so selfish. It's like, and I also see people when they have a dog and like, they're making all these plans around the dog and it's like, that just sucks. And for what? That thing's going to die and you're going to be a mess. That's my, that's my take on owning a dog. Let me tell you. You better get a dog. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you clearly don't have a dog if you're saying that. I had one and he died. <laughs> Okay, so you're still traumatized. I guess that's it. <laughs> that's I, what you're saying. No, so you're saying all the love that they give you is worth the the, the hassle and the one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But like, like when he was a puppy, he literally like ruined our lives. We had to. Oh, this is a podcast, but I'll say it. When we was <laughs> he was like this is six weeks old, we couldn't okay. like leave him in our condo, and our neighbors were complaining, oh, and we barked? were starting to get like. Yeah, like howling, like, yeah. I mean, like yeah. just terrible for like hours, right? So we were totally getting shit. So then I started taking him in his crate and I put him in the restaurant <laughs> in the oh back of the office. Yeah. And I would like, and so he was okay. Like he, like, it was like, as he was closer to us. Like I never took him out. He was just in his crate. But I take the crate out of the restaurant, take him for a walk, come back, whatever. But then the owner of the wine store next door, oh, God. Dave Gummer at Vines Dave Gummer. <laughs> found out. Yeah. Dave. <laughs> and so he took him 
And he would take him over to the wine store every day. And he like what? lived in the wine store with Dave. Yeah. So it was perfect. So he only like spent like two days in the back of the restaurant. Oh, that's great. But yeah. So then he like, yeah, it was awesome. And they've always had a dog in that store ever since. Which is super cute. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I thought I was going to go the other way. I thought Dave Gummer was going to rat on you and get him taken away. <laughs> No, no, he and Dave had this like big white beard. Oh, exactly. And Denver is the beagle. Okay. And he was like, he would just used to hold him and walk around and show people wine, and Denver would just be like eating his beard. <laughs> and he made so, so many sales. He was sales. like the star of the show. Yeah, yeah. That had to have increased sales over there. I think so. Yeah. Right? I think that's why he kept coming back for him because I'm sure he was a total pain in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, be yeah. It was a pain in mine. Yeah. Well, be beagles are, man. They just follow their mm -hmm. nose. They they eat till they explode. Yeah. Did you ever have issues with him running away or like just kind of he would put his nose down and follow his scent or follow the it no, that never happened mm. to me, but we were like super forewarned about that. But like literally he has literally tried to eat himself to death yeah. numerous times God. in the 16 years. One time <laughs> I came home with this loaf of bread. Okay. Somebody had cooked for me at the restaurant yes. and I like kind of sat it on the counter, you know, not really paying attention, mm -hmm. go do my stuff, come back, loaf of bread's gone. Oh, I'll like Chris must've moved it or whatever. Right. Yeah, sure. Go to work, come back. The plastic is all over the oh. floor. There's bread, just like a trail of bread clumps. And he's like <laughs> laying there, you know, like belly up, you know, like, and you can tell he's in pain. Right. I'm like, you little asshole. <laughs> and so whatever. So I clean it all up and right. I'm like, right. my bread. I'm all like pissed off about it. And then we're like sitting watching TV later at night. <laughs> He goes and he like picks in the corner of the couch and he no. pulls out another nugget of bread and starts eating it. Wow. <laughs> like a drug addict. He had like hit it in the corner of the couch. Yeah. Wow. And he couldn't like wait till we were gone. Like no. he had to like, like literally. He's just sitting there jonesing, jonesing for six <laughs> hours, like thinking about that bread nugget. Like when are they going to go to bed? When are they going to go to bed? They're not. I'm going to have to eat the bread in front of them. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We, my uncle used to roast a pig uh, on his birthday. And we, we got, took leftovers and we, we got like a pig foot, like a whole pig foot. And we stupidly gave it to the beagle and he ate it all toenails or a hoof. On, and then he vomited up the hoof and some bones. Oh, it was like, for sure. he was just, <laughs> That's disgusting. it is disgusting. <laughs> it was stupid to even give it to him, but yeah, no, yeah, I know. Is that like an evolutionary thing or is that like they've been bred into being like retarded? Like. To, to, um, eat, to eat until you die. Like, that can't be. What benefit would that yeah. serve? I don't know. <laughs> it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that came from. You, Who would breed that into a dog? No, I know. It makes no sense. I mean, yeah. you can understand from an evolutionary sense, yeah, eat as much as you can when you can because you never know. But... Yeah. But, like, they would literally kill themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's no problem Give with like beagle hunger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's no problem <laughs> with beagle hunger, but I kind of <laughs> no. did. I kind of did want to get back to what you were saying. Like I'm, okay. in, I'm interested yeah. about this. Okay. You're gonna try and take on this problem of hunger. So, yeah, how did that come across your desk, or was that is that on you? Uh, so there is an organization in the U.S. Um, and we use them. It's an app. It's called Expensify. Okay. And we just like submit our expenses through it anyway. So like the CEO sent an email out like a month ago and he was like, we had this program where we were like taking care of 50% of volunteers receipts. If you like submitted this program, we started it a few years ago, it fell dead. Okay. 
And, but they kept putting money in the bank. They have over $3 million sitting in a bank account Whoa. for, to give back that they don't know what to do with. So they asked people to submit these projects. And oh, so this kind of like came across my desk and I was like, this is very interesting. Uh. So, yeah. So that's kind of like, kind of like where that came from. Okay. Do you, yeah. Do you have a sense? So what's the, what's the goal here? What's the, what is your aim? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me uh, that. Yeah. What an, what an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what I spent the day pondering. So, oh, okay, okay. So there's, there's a few things. I mean, obviously COVID has like totally screwed up some people's lives like livelihoods mm -hmm. like there's lots of people who haven't worked in a year i often think about because i'm an entrepreneur and i bring um workers in from other countries like foreign right. workers mm -hmm. i often think about foreign workers and even like refugees who get protection here and status that they still they get here but they don't have a lot and now they're in a different country and they don't really a lot of times understand what it takes to get the means to survive and so you see a lot of that in in uh inner city schools i know a lot of teachers like kids show up and they don't even have like a winter jacket on or they haven't mm -hmm. eaten and <clears throat> so i think there's some opportunities there even to like create some programs that might yeah. help uh, people learn while while providing food for these kids maybe mm. i don't know i don't know i guess yeah, I guess you have to pick a, a niche or like a market where hunger is occurring and, you know, you can't, you know, citywide, it'd be impossible, but yeah, maybe schools yeah. is somewhere to start or, or were you saying like a refugee or immigrants? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I ha I have a soft spot for uh, refugees mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and foreign workers, people mm -hmm. who immigrate to Canada, because right. um, I just like, I know a lot of them. I've known a lot of them for like a decade now, right? Mm -hmm. Since we were running this program and they're amazing people. And they're like only hope is to get out of this kind of like third world country right. situation. Right. And um, come here and have this better life. And I just think it would be so nice if there was people in Canada that were like, not that we're not, but like really actively supporting people to, harness everything Canada has to offer because this is a freaking incredible country like there's so much you can have any opportunity you want here if you mm -hmm. know how to go and get it right if you don't have opportunity it's I don't know <laughs> I well, feel a little bit intense but like I just feel like it's it's not that hard to come by you know no but if you come from another country you don't know anything cu culturally everything's different like that's mm. challenging oh I can't imagine it. Like it's easy for for you or for me to sit here and say, yeah, opportunity is easy to come by, but it's kind of on us to, if, if that's really how you see it, then you got to start opening some doors for other people and stepping aside and making that, making at least the opportunity for opportunity for other people, I guess. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think just some education. Right. <clears throat> like some, I just think people just, if you, so how many times in your life have you been like, oh, I wish I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> right? I often think when I say that, oh, frick, I wish I would have known that sooner yeah, or whatever. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and just little things. But can you imagine if it's the big things, right? Sure. So if you had, yeah. Yeah. Like even um, I'm putting, apparently I'm going to be working on a video series where we're going to talk about uh, like phone and internet scams and, and make those videos available to people who are uh, immigrants. It's just shit like, or, you know, it's just stuff like that where like if you could just 
as much information flow as we have in today's society, it's actually, there's still, it seems like there's gaps. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. And I would, yeah, information flow is a problem. So I'll use the example, uh, three years ago, my husband got sick. So he, he suffered a brain injury mm -hmm. and I remember coming back and, you know, it's obviously super shitty, right? Like you're, you're the person you love is super sick. So it's like a super hard time as it is. And then I remember going to, like neurologists and doctors and stuff and being like, okay, well, like what kind of support is there right. for us? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's like this one program, but you don't qualify for it. Oh. <clears throat> what do you mean? Like we've been like taxpaying citizens forever. Right. He can't work. There has to be programs for him. No, this is it. This is all there is. Hmm. Whatever. It all just kind of like goes to the wayside. I don't find out until I find out from somebody whose husband uh, got sick and was incapacitated that Chris could apply for CPP disability. Ah. And I don't find this out for two years. Oh my God. Two years. And so then I apply to the government and they're like, oh yeah, we only roll it back X amount of time. So like, they're like, oh, we're just not paying you. <laughs> so they're like, you can go fight it. And it's just like, I wish I would have known. Right. I and, and I even asked these questions and didn't quite get this answer or I wasn't able to hear it. I'm mm -hmm. not quite sure. Um, but regardless, like, it was, it was kind of like one of those kind of crazy things, right? Where you're like, I wish I would have known. Right. And, and then you had to hear word of mouth years later that there was a way, Yeah, you know, but I guess it's like, there's no easy answer for this. Like I was just thinking today how like, I don't really like the medical, like, I don't really like my doctor, I guess is what I'm confessing. Like, and it's like, okay, I'd like to get somebody else. But then I, I looked around, it's like, there's nobody accepting patients. Then I, mm -hmm. I started getting indignant, like, how was this Canada? I pay taxes. I should be able, but it's like, well, there is a finite amount of resources when it comes to that. And well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you're saying you didn't, you wouldn't have cared about that if it hadn't happened to you. Just mm -hmm. like, I will not care. I don't really care about doctors until I need a physical. Yeah. I guess what's, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you what the answer there, but that's like a human thing where like your bandwidth is kind of limited to. Yeah. where your focus is and then suddenly you're scrambling and it's like the once you see you can't unsee it's like going back there too right, right. but i think um yeah and i would also say that you have like a thousand wishes until you don't have your health <laughs> and yeah, then the I entire world so. shifts on you <clears throat> and it becomes very narrow focused because it's actually all you can focus on because That's if you don't have your health it's so hard to function right How's, how's Chris today? He's okay. He's never recovered. Hmm. They never diagnosed what happened to him. It's been a very like long and arduous journey for sure. And hmm. it still continues. Um, he's doing his best, but he never returned to work. He's never been able to go back to work or any of that stuff. So it's been like, in a journey yeah okay for sure all right i mean we're 40 right like we're halfway through our lives like we're not even it's so weird we often say we're like this is just so crazy like who would have thought right yeah, yeah yeah i think about that myself like i don't know if you heard or whatever like there was a canadian uh usually he, he was a former football player chris schultz and then he was on tsn broadcasting for a long time and he just died i guess of a heart attack at like 61 or something it just gets me thinking like yeah. You never see that coming, you know, like, mm -mm. so what's, mm -mm. A, what's your solution? <laughs> I was thinking about that driving home today. I was like, I, you can't, you can't not live, you know, cause you can't, 
you can't do that, but it's a lot of weight to carry. Uh, It's a lot of weight to carry actually just being alive. Yeah. I think it comes down to gratitude. Mm. You have to be grateful for the minutes that you have and you need to know that they're finite and that's hard (laughs) because that could piss you off at times too. (laughs) Right. Right. But, um, but they are, they're finite. You don't get an infinite number of minutes. So every minute you get to choose, Mm. right? You get to choose how you respond, how you react, how you show up. They're not all going to be great, no, no. But, but as I've uh, clearly defined at some points in my life, but anyway, oh, I'm right there for later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, especially the older you get, you really got to decide how you're going to spend those minutes for sure. Yeah. I, I think that was what the big switch for me a year ago when, when everything changed and, you know, I lost, I lost all my work in the snap of a finger, basically, as yep. I'm sure you did too, in some ways. And it's just like, okay, well now what? Because you can either choose to just not do anything or you can choose to just do something. And it's like, it's so simple to say, but that's how I started to try and live now is like sitting on the couch watching TV. uh, That's just not an option anymore. You know, uh, wasting my time on TikTok. That's just not an option anymore. It's like, I, uh, uh, not to say- You're a TikTok guy? I would have never took you for it. I'm not. That's what I'm saying is I'm not. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Not uh, anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Then COVID came and I realized it was stupid. No, I, I, I never got into it. I, it's like, it's like I, my whiteboard is full of shit to do. And that is actually the best medicine is just to keep mm-hmm. producing and creating and going because what you're saying is like, when it just ends, are you going to, what are you going to leave behind? Yeah. You kind of got to think like if you put your head down tonight and you didn't wake up tomorrow, would this be okay that it was your last day? Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be a relief. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, think of all the things that you wouldn't have to do if you just didn't have to get up tomorrow. But if I go out on this podcast, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, I would have, I would owe your family an apology. I'd say, well, Holy, no, I'm just kidding. She really, She did her best. You know, the guy was kind of a dope that was interviewing her, but Oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to take up a whole chunk of your afternoon. So let's just, let's wrap it up. Let's say if people want to listen to your podcast, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, it's called, I have two discovering hospitality it's on and, and the other Everest is the leadership business one. Mm -hmm. Um, they're on every platform. (laughs) Uh, you can find me, uh, yeah. Allie Stone on Instagram. I don't know. No. Urban Stone is my leadership development company, and I'm one of the partners of the original Joe's here in Edmonton. So uh, hopefully, I'll see you around the restaurant at some point too. That's what I'm saying. Listen to her podcast. Go to her for leadership coaching, and then go get a hamburger with two sides because that's what original Joe's is all about. Two sides. <laughs> Allie Stone, thanks. That was awesome. Really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.